Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 27th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by, he's destined to be a high school janitor, not that there's anything wrong with that, Liam. Um, hello? These are so shit, I'm sorry, alright? And that animated pig's number one fanboy, Liam. I mean, Jane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, wow. that was really bad. It was really bad. You could hear, I think, in my voice from the start of it, just how I knew how terrible it was. I had the idea that I was going to maybe start doing the intros that, like, tied to the film. I did it last week, you know? Did you? Yeah, I did. That, but that's the best I came up with it for this film. I thought mm. about the animated pig. I thought about, yeah, the, the fact that he's a janitor. And it was really terrible, so. It was. It's all right. We'll, we'll workshop some for the future and uh, we'll, we'll figure out how to get it. The intro is just so unpredictable. It's so it's so much fun. I'm sure it's everyone's favourite part of the show. Mm. That's why we need to move on from it real quick. Because this is Cinema Effect, believe it or not, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single week. The show posts every Monday. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Amazon hasn't gotten back to me yet. Please do that, Amazon. Please subscribe on all those things if you enjoy the show and leave us a rating on those podcast apps. Five stars is all we accept. Follow the Instagram page for notifications and all kinds of amazing polls and shit. Remember to submit your questions, thoughts, reviews for next week's film in the YouTube comments section. But as always, we ask a specific question of the show, which we'll be reading at the end of next week's episode. And this week, we're asking you to write in the comments right now, what's your favourite X-Men movie? We asked because we recently, and by recently I mean like 12 hours ago, I guess, yeah, finished a watch of the X-Men films. So tell us what your opinions are on the X-Men films. What's your favourite one? Let us know down there. This week we're reviewing I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which is a film that released on Netflix on September 4th, 2020. It was directed by Charlie Kaufman. Its genre is a drama thriller. And the synopsis is, full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. I'm thinking of ending things. Fitzy, you brought this to my attention, so I guess you can start. Yeah, I thought it was pretty great. Um, Well, okay, so I watched it. On the night it came out, I think, but I didn't watch through all of it. I stopped like, like before the last forty minutes or something, and then because I was kind of getting bored of like the there's a long, you know, the conversation sequence in the car that the second one, and um, but but then after that it kind of the whole ending I really liked and just like. Just, like, thinking about how it all kind of, like, comes together, I guess, made me really appreciate the film a lot more. And I do really love, like, the last, like, uh, half an hour and, and the first kind of half an hour. So, but yeah, I'm kind of mixed on it, but I still think it's, like, really great. Sure. Sure, me and Jane were talking about this before. Did you do any sort of external research or, or in-depth more understanding of that ending? No, I kind of purposefully tried to avoid it. Um, yeah, that's what we did. Okay. I, I, I yeah. did look at some, like, just there was, like, a Reddit thread kind of comments about the film, but I didn't want to, like, look too deep into it or whatever, just because, you know, I want to kind of 
have my own opinions about it and stuff. But like I, I do think yeah, yeah. I do think the kind of interpretation of the film is kind of like simplistic in a way, you know. Uh, I guess we'll get into it, but mm. kind of what you take from it is kind of its own thing. I kind of think those are two separate things, but um. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jaden. Um. Yeah, I also thought it was pretty great. Um. I understood Borzol as as I mentioned before we started. Um, yeah. But I think it was it was oddly entrancing and like I, I like I think it was too long. I think that's one of the major downfalls of the film. It's, it's length is it's killer. But like um like I was pretty enraptured the entire time and like I'm not sure what it was, but like the the, the conversations in the car were probably my favorite parts. Um, which I, which by what you said, Finney, sounds like it wasn't your favorite parts. But um. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. Enjoy is perhaps the wrong word, but I did like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I definitely didn't enjoy this movie at all. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I feel like my opinion of it can only go up from this conversation, and I hope it does go up, and I think that it will be subject to, I want to get into our conversations about the ending and, uh, and about the meaning and shit like that pretty soon because it is going to be subject to that, I think. But in terms of, on a surface level, me watching this movie, I didn't like it at all. I was bored to tears by it. I was zoning out so hard. Um, Did the atmosphere ratio piss you off? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know me too well. It really pissed me off. It um, In the first like minute or so, I was like, oh, this is an interesting way to start your movie. And then this never stopped. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, to be, no, like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's as a artistic choice, it's definitely not my favorite personally, but you know, I think my issue with it, with it is it's kind of annoying and I don't really know what it adds to the movie really, but maybe there are more, you know, in-depth intentions there. I don't know, but, um, we can talk about the two, I guess, if there's anything to talk about. It's just, yeah, the movie was just all over the place a bit for me. It felt like those extended car sequences you're talking about when they, they just, the two main characters are talking to each other for so long. And I feel like the conversation's going in circles all the time and it's going, yeah, I don't know. It, it just, I didn't get what this movie was driving to at all, even towards the end um, where it feels like, I don't know, like on paper with how grand um, the ending feels and how the entire sets and the production just changes wholly. I feel like the ending should feel more grand than it is because I don't really understand what the ending was driving towards, you know. But yeah, but let's let's talk about that now, I guess. Um, I'll start by just saying I was very confused by the ending. I was bored to tears by the ending. Um, my thing was, like, <laughs> it, it really started, I guess, when the friggin' two young people started their dance routine. Um. Oh, that's not my favorite Which, thing. Mm. Did you say? Wait, did you say that was your favorite thing? Yeah, favorite scene. I really like that. Okay, okay. It really reminded, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, Fitz. It really reminded me of the uh, Euphoria ending. Just like what? Oh, right. they, you know what I mean? But um, mm, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I just this movie was all over the place for me. I just the only other thing I got from it, and then I saw um from uh, scrolling 
very lightly through IMDb. I was like, you're scrolling through actually to look for the trivia for this. And I saw like the top review from a user mentioned how like, um, what seemed to be like the most surface level twist thing, I guess that, you know, you can take from the movie was that the fact that, uh, the main female protagonist didn't exist. Um, that's the only thing I really understand about the ending at all. Um, other than that, you know, I, I would appreciate it if, if you guys could enlighten me. But I don't know, is that a good place to start? Did you guys get that right away? No. Because I, 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 mean, I didn't. The first, the first thing I think I got was that Jake was the janitor. Jake was, uh, when he's older, he's the janitor. Um, mm. and my in, interpretation of the film as, as a whole, I think, is just that it's just the whole thing is in Jake the janitor's mind, basically. Um, and it's just like happening throughout that normal day. So like the conversations they have in the car is just, it's purposefully kind of goes nowhere because it's just stuff that Jake has like consumed in his life. Like, uh, the poem that he read is a poem from a book he sees later and he talks about ice and then sees the book ice later. And, you know, like he, he watches that, uh, thing that, the, you know, directed by Robert Zemeckis thing. And then that girl that was in there, she appears on the young woman's face for like a second. So it's like, it's all kind of happening in his mind. And um, even the young woman, like she changes professions and she changes like everything about her because he's constantly making a different image of her in his, uh, in his mind. Huh. Yeah, I didn't think of that. So, de- yeah, okay. So, details about her personally were changing throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was like a biologist at the start, and she yeah. was like a physicist, and she was a poet and a painter. And she was Jack oh, of course. Trades. Yeah, of, right. Of course, of course. That's yeah. Huh. Well, I was I was clearly not ingrained enough in this movie to figure that. Out. Yeah, that is really obvious now. Okay, well that makes sense. So, so then you're saying so. Everything that when we get the brief cuts to and it kind of increases as it goes on to old mate janitor is just everything else is in his imagination, imagining that he has his partner, imagining that all this shit's going down for him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine it like, is he young and all this? And I think the conversations are like, they seem kind of obscure when you first watch them. But, like, they talk about how, like, viruses implant things in other people's minds and how, like, you know, it, the first monologue, she, she's saying, like, um, she's saying, like, can an original idea, can an unspoken idea be your own? And, like, the fact that she's actually not real means that, you know, it, it kind of can be in a way because she's, uh, he, that, those ideas are coming from Jake. That works. Are there, are there other things to understand about the ending other than that? But oh, I mean, because we get that reveal, but then there's still more to decipher after, right? We get the whole uh, the, the the dance thing. Is there any explanation uh, yeah. that we have to what that's that's about? I think that's just like the young. So the in the dance, like the young Jake and the old Jake are fighting. So it's kind of like his idea of himself and like reality, you know, fighting. Like his fantasy, his imagination, and his actual life. Wait, so hang on. Are you saying young Jake was dancing? He wasn't dancing, was he? No, but like the figure of him was dancing. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like meant to be a stand-in for him, I think. Right, right, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. Because they kind of meet in the corridor and then they get their stand-ins walking, right? Yeah, that's what you mean. Got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, so sorry, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I rewatched like the first half now. I wasn't intending to like rewatch it again, but you do kind of notice a lot of different things as well. Like I think it'll be. I think I'll appreciate it much more on a uh, on a rewatch. Just how everything comes together and all these little details you mentioned, like when they first. When they first go to when they first go into the parents' house, they see a big sign about the Tulsi Town Clown. That's like a really old sign of it, you know, because this would be happening in the like the far past. And um, sometimes you see brief shots of Jake's hand, and it's really old because he's really the gender oh, really? in real life. Do you, why did you guys like the dance sequence so much? Was it just like how it was shot, like the technical aspects of it? Because I, I mean, I, I understand that. Um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before, like at the very start about it. I was just enraptured by it. Just the, the, the way it all, you know, comes together with like the soundscape that's created. And it's so interestingly choreographed, like, especially, you know, when old Jake and young Jake are fighting and the way that they, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't know what it is like exactly. I can't really pinpoint it. Um, but I was, it was, it's just, you know, engrossing for me personally. I think that, that that part was actually like emotionally engaging for me. I think. Really? Okay. It okay. was just like very expressive and. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there now, but like, did, did anyone else get like, like a bit of Phantom Thread vibes like from the ending for some reason? Because I I did. Uh, like, I, I'm not sure if. Oh. Like and like I was trying to because like the, the stories aren't like like the films aren't really you you can't you can't really put a parallel between them they 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 they're, they're, they're pretty different. But for some reason, I was getting hardcore Phantom Thread vibes. Was anyone else feeling that? Not really. I think it was especially. Not, yeah. I think it was during the dance, and like I think, cause like, I think, I think the dance, and like when it's snowing and him throwing the blood, and it's so melodramatic. I oh. think it kind of reminded me of like the ball scene from that. I guess I think that's what it is. Yeah. Mm. Like the New Year's ball. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, that's just a. Yeah. Okay. No. I, yeah. I, yeah. I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah. My th- yeah. I guess my thing is like I just. I wish I could be engaged by something like that dance sequence. It's just I can't on a level just because I don't care about anything else happening in the movie at this point. You know, like at that point, the twist hadn't dawned on me. But even if it had, I don't care about the character. I don't care about the characters. Um, I don't really understand. I don't really understand why I should care about the story being told about this janitor imagining himself and and got playing through this in his head. It's just, I don't know. I feel like for me to be engaged by that sort of thing emotionally or however else, I just need to have some sort of surface level care, you know, or investment into what's going on. I just kind of never had it, I guess. Um, I think I'm like, like, um, there's, there's, there's definitely moments about the film where I was taken out of it. Like, like I said, the start's, too long and that kills a lot of the things in the film but um oh god i just lost completely what i was gonna say ah oh. <laughs> you were on a good thread i thought ah <laughs> oh, dude ah oh, pissing me off because right on the, like the oh damn take it take a sec i reckon you can get back on that all right oh damn i'm disappointed for you i'll, I'll say in the in, in the meantime here um i mean i can't say that like this i can't say this movie's bad by any stretch of the imagination 
on any sort of objective level. You know, technically it's very efficiently and effectively, you know, crafted. And I mean, all the choices and, and the things I dislike about it are very intentional um, and aren't, you know, any sort of flaw on the part of, of the creator. And I'm sure, you know, if I were to talk to Charlie about the things I dislike about it, he would go, well, yeah, I know I was doing that for a very, I was doing for this for, for that reason or, or whatever. And that's totally cool. Um, it's just that what he's trying to do just doesn't engage me on any level. Like, I understand that I talked about those conversations go forever and they go in circles. And I feel like they're trying to present interesting philosophical ideas on a surface level, but they're just kind of, it's just a lot of fluff to me. It's just kind of, you know, going in one ear, coming out the other. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I understand that may all kind of contribute to the feeling of this person kind of imagining and creating in his head as he's just at his day at work, you know? Um, so that makes total sense. It just doesn't make your movie interesting to me. It's um, I thought it would kind of be the opposite of uh, I thought it would be a very accessible Charlie Kaufman, but it's definitely his most uh, inaccessible film. Like um, mm. yeah, I think it, it's also like his most ambitious in a way because he's kind of trying to show you like the internal. He's trying to show you the the mind of a character through like you know, all this, uh, like uh, other films yeah. have done this kind of thing, but not in this kind of way, I don't think. Um, so it's just Charlie Goffman yeah. doing, like going crazy with his own ideas. Did you think it would be the most accessible just because it's on Netflix? Because it's a Netflix funded thing? Yeah. Also, I, I kind of got horror vibes from like the trailer and stuff. I thought it would be more of a kind of, yeah, yeah. Can we disparage that thing right now? That it's a thriller because it is not at all. It's 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 a drama. Yeah. You can class it purely as a right, drama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like because yeah, like but, I, I um, saw. The book sorry, is supposed to be sorry, sorry. But the book is supposed to be like um horror thriller yeah. kind of at the end. Because I was, I was, I think, um, I was always waiting for it to get that little bit because, like, because, like, um, that's what I'd always seen it as as well. You know, it's it's Charlie Kaufman's new drama thriller horror whatever. So I was always waiting for it to kick up a notch in like in, in intensity wise. And in the house is kind of when, you know, it was at its most like, you know, intense, but even there it was, you know, you know, it was it was like a piss puddle of like, you know, thriller. Um mm-hmm. So I, I, I it kind of left me a bit disappointed in in that aspect and that and that's one thing I couldn't get over. And that's one thing I disliked. I mean like like did 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 like it's not really like I, I felt I felt a bit lied to by the movie, you know. Mm, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. This was a major issue for me, the movie with the movie. I hadn't seen any trailers, knew nothing about what this movie was about at all. Um so it, it's interesting you say, Fitzy, that the trailer gave you horror vibes because this movie gave me horror vibes, dude. When they show up to the friggin' uh the, the parents' house for the first time, that whole dinner conversation and the claws on the door and the dog and you know, and so on and so forth. Um, the friggin' ice cream shop, everything was giving me huge horror vibes and huge get out vibes specifically of like, what the hell is happening right now? This is so bizarre. There's some weird shit going down, you know? And it really sucked for me that the movie, even though it was never, I guess, in retrospect, ever trying to do this at all, the fact that it, it kind of strung me along, it, it felt like that's where it was going. And and then by the end, when it turned out that that's not where it was going at all, it just 
it really, to me, felt like it just couldn't commit to it. You know what I mean? It just because I was I was bored of shit by the conversations, but then when we got to those elements, when we got to the high scream shop, I was like, dude, this is this is creepy as shit. What's the payoff to this going to be? And there's just nothing other than he, he's just imagining this for some reason. Um, yeah, it was I, an issue for me, genre wise. Yeah, I think it it might just be like a bit of a marketing thing because like Charlie Kaufman does have this kind of weird stuff in his other films that aren't necessarily horror. They're just kind of weird things. So like that, that stuff at the house could just be there mm. as, you know, that kind of classic, uh, you know, Charlie Kaufman thing, but it, it's kind of read into as horror, but. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not, you know. Sure. But as someone who has no experience with him as a creator, like the house and being having never seen the marketing materials, the movie itself gave right. me those horror vibes, you know. But but maybe that is just me not knowing who he is, you know. But yeah, yeah. The synopsis of the film, like it, it states, you know, a young woman goes on a retreat or whatever with her boyfriend, and you know, it's like she she's going to learn a lot more about her boyfriend and their family, and you know, the family. And it's saying shit like that that made me think, like, yeah, get out stuff too, because it's like, um, and it put a lot more emphasis on the house and the family. And that's why when they spent like, you know, 20 minutes there in itself, I was a bit confused as well, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. The the whole house bit, you know, it's a fi- it's a fairly extensive part of the movie. Um, and yeah, arriving there, Tony Collette waving forever in the window. Um, the other element, which is like really hilarious and weird. And all the other elements, the conversation that they have at the dinner table, um, going in circles, the awkward laughter, really awkward silences, all those kind of things. I was engaged by that shit. I was like, dude, this is this is creepy. And and th- this felt like it totally, like Get Out is the best comparison I could think of. It felt like that so hard. And then, yeah, it's a shame for me. It just kind of felt like it didn't go anywhere in that respect. Not that it was ever meant to. But, um, I mean, I liked I liked the performances, you know. You know, Tony Collette, you can't go wrong. Uh, I thought the casting was so weird at first because, like, Collette's only, like, I don't know, like 10, 15 years older than um, Jesse Plemons. So it, made, it didn't make sense. Oh, yeah. Because they kind of, you know, went through when she was older, when she was younger. Yeah, and, like, same with Dave, there was, you know, that's when it made sense. Like, when I first seen them, like, just, yeah, it was, it was really jarring, you know. I haven't seen Lupin. Whatever, is this David something, whatever his name is? David, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I haven't seen him in. I don't think anything else other than Harry Potter, but he was good. I liked him, especially like the old, the the old old version of him that clearly had dementia or something. Um, I thought he was good in that scene. Jesse Plemons, like he's such a good actor. I've seen him in so many things now, and he, but he just. He was just fine in this movie. I don't know. He didn't bring anything to this role that really made me think, wow, dude, he killed it. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you can bring to the role. The role's kind of pretty simple, I guess. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was great. Okay, okay. What, what did you guys... Uh, were the, I don't know. Like Thinking back, like I feel like the car bits are his main outlet for acting in the movie, other than the, the right at the end. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I think he plays the kind of embarrassed, awkward character really well in the film. Just going back to like the general, uh, 
concept and idea of the movie. Um, I think I think the janitor. I don't know. I think the janitor kills himself at the end. Like I think that's the whole point of the film. He's kind of like going through his life. And oh wow! Okay. Yeah, suicide. I yeah. I think that's what it's all about. And he uh he lives in the same house as his parents. You can see that at the start. You can see the same wallpaper that uh yeah and the young woman is behind. So you kind of put the pieces together. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that at all from the movie. Where does he? At what point does he kill himself? In the you know, from what we can see. Uh, I think it's either in the car or in the in the school. Like I think the whole pig thing is about that. Wait, sorry. Um, did you always watch through to the very end of the credits? Oh, oh yeah, God, no. yeah. Because at the end of the credits, it's a shot of the car right covered in snow, but then you hear the engine turn. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. What was that about? Well, that's that's what I'm kind of thinking. Is that is that saying he didn't kill himself because the engine comes back on? You know. Ah. Oh. Mm, right. I don't know. Shit, dude, that annoys me. <laughs> like, okay, okay. So the pig thing is uh, the pig thing is about him killing himself. But how's the pig? Okay. I look. I, yeah. I I didn't get that vibe either. Uh, explain further how how you think he killed himself. Like why? Um, like, there's a thing he says that, you know, when she picks up the phone and you hear the weird voices, you hear the weird voice that's coming from him, he's like, my fear is going, my assumptions are right and all that. I think those are kind of suicidal thoughts and I think just the title and everything is kind of hinting at that. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and I mean the whole. It makes sense why he would be looking back on his life in that retrospective way throughout the day. That makes sense, but the whole pig thing was just weird to me. I just couldn't get past it. Honestly, I feel like if that scene's trying to convey that he's killing himself, the, the visuals of it and, and what was happening on screen was so distracting that I couldn't even comprehend anything. Like, I, dude, I was just I was looking at a black and white. He was cartoon thing, and I was like, what? And then a pig shows up, and then he's naked. And I'm just so distracted by this sequence of events that I can't even pay attention to what the hell they're saying at this point. Yeah. You know? Now, now that it's like putting out, like I, I, Liam, I do think, um, yeah, no, Liam, what, what Liam was saying makes sense to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that does make sense. But yeah, God, I, yeah, I wish I'd gotten in the moment. But so then, what happens after that? So then, after that, it's just like the speech, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the last things. Yeah. Um, I think that's... What the hell's that shit about? Yeah. I think that's like, uh... It's from the play Oklahoma, which I mention a lot. And I think it's just about how he's like, uh... Like, alone and stuff. Like, I think the room is supposed to emulate, uh, Jake's room. I don't know. I don't know much about the play, so... I love how I'd I'd never heard of Oklahoma until last year watching Oxman, uh, Watchmen. And now this is the second time I've heard it mentioned. Like all of a sudden, mm. I'm like you know, in, in the in play, you know. Yeah, good point. Good point. This shit just confused me visually more than anything else, honestly. Because at this point, you know, I didn't understand the first twist. I didn't understand that he killed himself. So you know, by this point, I was completely lost in that regard. Regardless, so I was really at this point. All I could be confused was just visually and. 
like all everyone in the audience has got like really bizarre makeup on, which is obviously a stylistic choice. Um, which looked so weird. It it was uh, they've got super wrinkly faces and they look kind of cartoony. Um, and these are all the characters that existed previously in the movie. And then on stage, it's Jesse Plemons talking, right? Even though, like older, like he's older Jesse Plemons, but older Jesse Plemons is the janitor who isn't Jesse Plemons. You know what I mean? So then I, I was already by that point thinking, wait, the janitor isn't Jesse Plemons, and I was just like confused all over again, sort of thing. Well, uh, or, you know, can can you kind of just take it as like um, it's the the janitor's ideal perception of what he would have been in his in his old age because you know it's him winning a Nobel Prize. Right, so is that just is, sure. that, is, is that him and is that you know the reason that they didn't just use the janitor was because Clemens getting old was the ideal you know this intelligent young guy, oh, um, right, and like that that becomes successful you know throughout his life rather than ending up as a janitor you know like in his last moments that's kind of what he envisioned he was you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair, and so and then. He sings a song from Oklahoma, right? That's what you're saying? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Like, like you guys explaining this, it makes sense now. I guess I get the vibe they're going for. It just doesn't it just doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. I, I, um, I don't think I understand it, understood any of this while watching the movie as well. Yeah, I, just kind right. of, I just kind of appreciated what it was and then kind of thought about this stuff later. Like... Mm. I okay. think I think thinking about it adds a lot, especially if I rewatch it. But I just think I kind of am the opposite of you, Zach, in a way that if I don't understand something, I, like the pig thing, it just kind of was entertaining to me, even if I didn't understand what the hell I was uh, going for. Yeah, I thought the pig thing was so right. Hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. I really appreciate like like the mix of like 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 the fact that we have like that Robert Zemeckis short, and like you know we have the commercial of the, you know the uh, the town thing. And I like I love the like the, the, the just the difference in in like you know what we used throughout the film. You know, what was up with the was that actually directed by Zemeckis as a bit of a joke for the film? Like 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 was that? Was that I was like gonna a, ask that too. Yeah. Is that a real Zemeckis project? <laughs> no, no. He uh, he asked Zemeckis if he could uh, put his name there. Nah, okay, but um, but what was the what was the point of that? Like why why Zemeckis? Oh, I don't know why specifically Zemeckis. He just Kaufman apparently just thought it was funny, but um, like um, the idea of it is kind of about the whole like ideal relationship and all that. Like how that how it plays out in the movie is very kind of like how it plays out in the short within the movie is kind of very movie like, you know. You know what I'm saying? It's like kind of. He talks about like the ideal and how it's like kind of a fantasy, and, like that movie is kind of like a romantic fantasy in a way. Or the short film, right? Okay. Well, sorry. While we're on the short film, okay, this is a huge nitpick question, I guess. When he was watching the film on the TV, was it in widescreen? Oh no. I swear to God. Anyway, I'm sorry. I swear to God, it was in live stream, and then we like cut into the film, and it was like the 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 box ratio. Yeah, I was, I was very, I was very thought that was very weird, but it's all good. I, I can't recall. Yeah, doesn't matter. I'm sorry. You haven't mentioned the weird editing in the first car scene, Zach. 
It was a lot. What weird editing was there in the first car scene? You didn't mention uh, really see it. It was like um, it was I really. Don't remember, yeah. It was like the first thing I noticed about the film, just how weird the editing was in that uh, the conversation scenes. What was weird about it? Like um, it just kept cutting a lot. It kept cutting at different weird angles and like moving. The camera was moving a lot. It was just very uh, weird. You thought the camera was moving a lot? Like the it it cut like to the back, looking in from the from the back window, and it was like following. It was like moving the opposite direction of the car while looking at her face. Like uh, right. and, uh... I didn't think there was anything weird about it. I think it it was just attempts to keep it keep it fresh for seventeen minutes. You know. I I, yeah, I, I I thought it was cool. Like like I I because like I think it just suits with the um because yeah. you're right. It is it is a lot of rapid like you know shots, cuts, movements, whatever. But I think it's important because I think I think it, it 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 um it adds to the conversation because it's it is kind of just strands of conversation and like it, it just keeps on branching every time there's a you know there's a there's a new like branch like that 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 they explore it, it cuts and it goes you know somewhere else and every time she loses mm-hmm. herself. It, it kind of swaps. Yeah, I, 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 liked it. I liked it. I just I thought uh, Zach would hate it. But, uh, right, right. Well, no. Well, wait. So I'm I'm a bit a bit confused. Here. Are we talking about Are we talking about just the way it's shot, or are we talking about editing? Um, editing. Like it, it was really quick shots, and like people talked before they people talked really quickly as well. Like it was like the way they. Like shot reverse shot was really like weird and felt it, it, it just felt weird to me. Okay, I did like it though. But... Right, yeah. I, I didn't really think it was that weird. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I didn't really think of it as weird, honestly. But um, I noticed it was different. Like, yeah, there definitely were some interesting shots in there, and um, I yeah, no, I didn't like it at all because I just kind of it was a thing for me. I felt like I was just kind of seeing through it where we ha- let's have this 20 minute scene where these friggin' two people talk in the car forever. Um, well, we have to do something to make it slightly interesting. We'll just move the camera about, put the camera in interesting spots. And it just feels like such a, a you know, a last ditch sort of effort to make it somewhat visually interesting or as visually interesting as you possibly can. And I think that kind of just speaks to how uninteresting, um, you know, having that conversation for that length of time in the car is as a whole sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because I just feel like you wouldn't have to resort to it if, you know, you didn't have the freaking 20-minute conversation, for God's sake. I mean, like, my mind kind of goes to the fact that, like, is the conversation meant to be – I mean, obviously it's meant to be interesting because it's meant to keep us, you know, watching. But, like, it's mm. it's a rather intelligent conversation that, you know, if you're not really well-read at all, you know, you're going to find it hard to to follow. I mean, like, I found it hard to follow. I'm sure, like, did you find it hard to follow as well with, like, all the virus shit and then jumping from poet to poet to painter to this and that, you know? So like, it, it, in in many ways, you know, it, it kind of feels like it it wasn't meant to be interesting. If you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do get that. Yeah, because no, I totally found it hard to follow, but it it just felt like it was nothing. It just felt like it was hard to follow in the sense that it's just confusing for for the sake of being confusing. I don't really understand what the end game is of it being hard to follow or of it being very rapid. Because it's 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 this conversation he's having with himself. I mean, we, we we've established the young woman's never there, 
So it's just yeah, yeah. in circles and like, you you know, you're mentioning how, how the conversation just goes in circles and goes nowhere. But that's just, you know, that's what conversations with yourself are like, you know, when, you, when you're in your own head. And that's why I kind of, like, you know, if you were to put your right. mind inside mine, you'd have no idea what's going on inside there. You know, you would be keep track. And, like, that's kind of what I felt I felt that was, you know, this is just an insight into his mind. And, like, we're meant to keep right. track loosely because, you know, it's a film, so we're meant to be able to, like, you know, follow it at its most basic. But I don't think we're ever meant to be, you know, privy to the point where we understand everything. Yeah, yeah. I, pr- I really appreciate you saying that because I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head and I think you just kind of drove to the core of why I don't like the movie is that if that's what this movie is going for, then that's just uninteresting to me as a movie to, you know, for, to create a two hour and 15 minute movie about a guy in his own head and try and kind of deliver that in a realistic way, which, you know, as you said, that totally makes sense. It's just so boring to me. Oh, before when you're talking about being bored and I, and I kind of lost my thought, it, it came back to oh, me. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I was saying like like yeah, um, like I I lost interest a lot too because it, it um, just because there are some moments where it's just dull and it's, it is really hard to follow. But I was kind, it, it kind of kept me. What always kept me coming back to it was this, you know, the curiosity, like the mysteriousness of who is the young woman, why is she just the young woman? And every time you could, I kind of came back to it, it just kind of became more interesting to me. And I guess you just didn't have that because every time, because mm. every time you know, I kind of started paying more attention. Is kind of each time I appreciated it more as like I, you know more stuff was made evident to the audience. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Just the whole ice cream stop thing, I think, was for me peak get out that this movie got. Is there a grander point to that? Because for me, Jane, that was one of those moments that you had where I was like, interest peaked. I'm fully switched on in this moment. And I'm trying to like, yeah, she, she the the friggin' person who works there is warning her about the path ahead and shit. I'm like, whoa, what the hell does that? What what does that mean? Sort of thing. But I, I still don't even know what it means. So I was like, okay. I love how the how, how I I just love the ice cream stop aesthetically. Like the fact it's just it's this lone station, mm. you know, in the middle of the snowstorm lit. You know, it's it's it looked great. But um, oh, I, I love the uh, the shot of the uh, the cartoon in the windscreen. Mm. So, you know the uh, Tulsi clown. Yeah, but like you know, in, in terms of like, feeling like in your mind, like like like, can, is there any path you can follow with what the price cream shop could possibly mean? I mean, I noticed, like you know, G- genius. Um, you know, I'm sure no one else has ever noticed this, guys. I'm so, uh, I'm so good at observing films. The only I, I noticed that, like you know, he had been there before or whatever. Or, that doesn't even make any sense now that it's an imagination. But like he had wrapping of it in the uh, uh what's the word i'm trying to say like rubbish with the logo of that ice cream shop on it at the start of the movie in his car i don't know if that's anything but is, is that a clue yeah. or some shit well he's been there before in his normal life and he's, he's probably had like bad experiences there or something and the the two girls that were there are the girls that there's a brief scene where they were like mocking him in the hallway yeah they were like imitating yeah him that's before. right the, the 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 cops come back at the end in the dumpster like where like it's just it's just a dumpster full of it. It's like I feel like there is more of significance in there too that we just haven't got to yet. Yeah, this is the level of abstract that like it's beyond me. And that you know I I, I appreciate that this movie exists. That's my thing. Where it's like this movie is high art. You know, it's this 
watching this movie feels like I'm watching, you know, a contemporary art piece, you know, in, in its highest form. It's just not art that I like. But, you know, it's cool that this gets funding and that people can make it and shit. That Charlie can, you know, is able to craft his vision in that way. Is it, it, yeah, it definitely feels like the most, like, he just went with his own kind of thing, the most, like... Right. Um, you can call it self-indulgent or whatever, but, like, he just kind of went 100% with, like, his kind of crazy ideas and didn't think about, you know, a normal audience or anything. He just kind of went with what he did. Like, Netflix kind of gives people that freedom in a way to just do whatever you Yeah, want. I thought Netflix wouldn't give people you that freedom. It's like, like, interference. I would never Definitely. have a film like this from Netflix, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Netflix is pretty, like, the kind of general perception, I guess, of what they create. At least, I, I don't know, maybe I'm off on this, but I feel like it's generally like Netflix funds a bunch of really trashy series and um, really mainstream trashy movies. I feel like that's kind of the perception, but I feel like the reality isn't that at all. I, I, their offering is quite diverse. Yeah, but like, what other films have they produced that are like this? I mean, I guess the Irishman is like the big one, mm-hmm. and Marriage Story. Marriage, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. You know, and, and things like El Camino, things that are just like you know, things that are totally he he's giving a creator money that has an audience and just doing them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with Scorsese, with Vince Gilligan, with you know, so on and so forth. I I, think, they, this definitely is an unprecedented for them. Yeah, but I think it's like the start of it. Like I think this all. Can hopefully it'll continue to happen over the next like five years or whatever. We'll get more like original films yeah. from directors who wouldn't make that film otherwise if it was like a studio or whatever. Definitely, definitely. I think it will. You know, as long as it, yeah, we'll see how it goes financially for them. But yeah, yeah. Well, I know like it's also hard to measure. I mean, like Netflix was kind of a last ditch effort for Sparkly, wasn't it? Because like they're the only ones that was willing to give it money for. Oh right. Was there you go. Right? Another example. Right. Yeah. Probably. Um, there's very little trivia for this one just because it's very new. And uh, it, it, we get the thing where, like, when there's a film so new um, and because IMDb users can just chuck in whatever trivia they want, there's some really trash trivia in there, dude. It's like, this actor was in the same movie with this actor. It's like, amazing. Wow, no one could have put that together. Anyway. <laughs> Brie Larson was first announced in the main part before being replaced by Jesse Buckley. It was like the most interesting, like inside thing about the movie. So uh, I said that. Yeah, uh, she doesn't have red hair though. That's illegal. <laughs> I wow, think, yeah. I think they could have dyed it. Actually, I've seen pictures of her with red hair, but like, yeah, her natural, isn't it? Yeah, I think for. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I could, I think Brie Larson would do well, well in this role. I mean, because like it's kind of akin to Room. Her performance would be, I guess, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. I don't know what to fully make of it, but I thought that that was like a sexual assault kind of sub plot line kind of thing. Jesus. Where? That like might have leaded to, might be part of why Jake like ended up where he is. I don't know though. Um, Because like, there's like several mentions of the kind of thing in in the film. And when Jake like gets out of the car, so when they arrive at the school, they see that there's a brief shot of the janitor like looking through a hole at the room 
And then uh, Jake gets really angry, like the you know Jake in the Janitor's mind, and he's like, uh, they say like he's a pervert, and it's like, oh no, I'm like really familiar with that kind of behavior or something. He says something like really weird. And there's also like a discussion with the, about the song. Um, yeah, going outside as well. Yeah, forgot about that. There's, there's a lot oh, of that's right. Weird discussions that relate to that kind of thing. So it's like, like it, it's. I don't know what to fully make of it, but I think it's kind of. And perhaps that's what the ice cream stop is as well, part of, you know? Because that, that yeah. could be the road that she was warning him about. And, like, um, like, they also talk about, like, the unhappy uh, marriage and, like, how the family is, like, he comes from a bad family and all that. And that, that girl has, like, scars in her arms. Maybe she was, like, the former uh, girlfriend or whatever. That was more of a rash thing, though. So, I mean, like, was that really. Could you, could you really blame that on him? Unless know. it was like induced by him somehow. Unless it was like yeah. burns. That was, that was weird though. Like they made a very strong effort to point that out. Mm. To make it blatantly obvious to the audience. Remember, this is the, this woman clearly has a rash on the arm. And I was like, that that was super weird. I was thinking, yeah, that's when we're going to get into like some crazy yeah, get out shit. With like, who the hell's in the back of the friggin' ice cream shop? Oh, yeah. And then, what the hell was the smell in the back of the ice cream shop as well? I forgot about that. Mm, I, I think in the book it was supposed to be something. I don't remember that. I actually ordered. I actually ordered the uh, the book. Oh yeah. Sorry. Perhaps it was burned. Maybe, maybe he somehow burned it with some kind of acid, and maybe that was the smell. But yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah. Then I don't know, like, what the idea is there. I guess I don't know. Should we do the final verdict? Yeah, I'm down. Mm, oh wait, um, I thought the score was really great as well. I really like oh, the okay. um, there, there was two standout themes that were I think in the trailer anyway. Just the uh, there was one that was on the record player that played at the start, and then when they got to the school, it was the kind of sound that sounded like it was kind of reversed. It was like um, it was a really kind of haunting sound. I don't know how to explain it, but. Sounded like something from that could be in Tenet or I don't know, something like that. Mm. But it's not like scary. Damn, I wish I remembered it. Anything else? I don't want to. I don't want to brush over anything. I don't know. I feel like we kind of didn't talk about the house enough, but like I mean, like I don't. I'm not really sure what else there is more to talk about. You know. Was there anything to the dog thing about it shaking its head constantly? Oh yeah, that was weird as like there was like a 15 second shot of like him just like shaking. I mean, that was weird, yeah. right? Like, they wouldn't actually make a dog shake for, for, like, for like that long, would they? Oh, no. <laughs> I'd hope not. Damn. It's a glitch in the Matrix. It was never real. None of it was real. Not even, not even he was real. <laughs> like, at the start, we get all the shots, all the, like, fading shots. You see the swings that come up that they talk about in the car trip. There's just, like, random bunch of swings that are, like, in a, outside of, like, an abandoned, like, destructed house. And they'll just swings outside his house. And you also see uh the balls, like from like tennis balls for the uh dog. Which is probably he's probably dead by now. Yeah, from shaking that much. <laughs> Out of ten, Finny. Mm. Ooh, you did the transition, nice work. Mm. You can go first for one week. I'll give it a three. Just my personal enjoyment and what I get out of these kind of movies and um yeah. It's just this kind of thing where from this conversation, you know, we talk about a bunch of different things and weird aspects of the movie and things that stood out to us. And 
I feel like the end result for all of them, they, you know, I appreciate, you know, Fitzy telling me about the overarching story, which totally went over my head. But like, as in regards to like the tens of little things we kind of talked about with the dog and the pig and so on and so forth, where, where it's like, what does this mean? I don't know. It could mean anything. I feel like that's kind of the result we end up with. And I'm just, yeah, to me, that's just kind of leaves me with nothing I like. Well, very little I like anyway. So, yeah, the positives, like, you know, performances, it's well shot, it's pretty colourful. I also liked the uh, ice cream location. That was that was pretty dope. I'll give it an, uh, an 8. I think it's uh, it was um, very, very interesting and unique, and I liked a lot of the uh, choices and things that happened. Um, yeah, I've learned on an 8 as well. Because it's it's, I mean, like same same with what you guys have said, and like it, like my criticism, like the only reason is that it doesn't have the extra points is your criticism for me, but like to a lesser extent, it's just I do wish I knew what the extra stuff meant. So you know, right. yeah, and like it's strange because you typically if there's like a film that I don't really understand, or if there's something that I don't get, I'll I'll be more than satisfied to just read up about it or watch you know a, 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 you know something about it. But like in the case of this film, I actually want to rewatch the film, which is rare. So I mean, I guess that kind of right. impacted me more than I thought. So um, yeah, eight. Well, that's a positive for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, if if a movie did that for me, where I, I had the urge to rewatch it, that'd be a huge plus. Oh shit, my screen's gone black. How else will I know what's next? Oh, of course, it's time for news chat. The June trailer came out. I still feel like I'm saying the month June, June. Dune, June. I don't know. Like, what do you do? We say in good old Australian. Do we say sand? Sand June. Sand, yeah, June. Right. We don't say sand dunes. No, no, sand June. Yeah. So I'll, I'll stick with the month pronunciation. It's June. It's weird, but anyway. I think it's like a, it's like, it's like a mix, it's like a in between. You know, it's like it's not dune. It's not June. It's like yeah, it's it's June. It's like, June. Do you, did you, no, that's shit too. That's like another syllable. June, June. Yeah. <laughs> this trailer came out. We knew it was coming out a few days in advance, and it did. Fitzy, you can take it away. We know your excitement. What do you think of this trailer? It was, uh, it was epic. It was great. Yeah. I'm more excited for it now, I guess. It's really great. Sure. I, I, I appreciate yeah. if you want it. Yeah, I, I accidentally uh watched it live because um I was uh I was awake at like two and then uh I saw this video. It said like it was like twenty three hours ago teaser for June in a day, and like it was it was like sorry it was actually twenty four hours ago so it was actually right now, and then I looked around for it and then on Twitter it was like it came up live and like five minutes later, so sweet. There you go. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it twice. Um, I also really liked it. It was pretty sick. I don't know if it was anything I wasn't expecting. We got a great glimpse into the amazing cast. They look great. I feel like, uh, like even though I knew the cast, every time a new person would show up on screen, I was like, wait, what? I, they're in this movie? You know, <laughs> Harvey Abba, damn, what? I forgot about that. Um, so that was pretty sick. I mean, the scale looks dope. Is it called June because of sand dunes, or is the planet called June? The planet. Okay, all right. But is the planet called June because of the sand? Mm. 
But um, yeah, it's called Dune. It's got also got uh, like Arrakis, the desert planet. So it's got two names. Yeah, well, Kronos, the desert planet as well. Oh right, okay, okay, sure. It's probably my most anticipated like film. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm excited. Every time, like every time I get excited about it, I just see Zendaya. I'm like, oh, I'm not excited. <laughs> God damn it. No, nah, um, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm super keen for it. Do, do we know if that was part of Hans Zimmer's score that was sampled, or was that just like, um, or was that just like, you know, trailer music? Mm, probably trailer music. I mean, it, it, I think it was. Um, some people are saying, oh, the nod to a, you know, Rousey's Dune, which was supposed to have Pink Floyd. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's, they they used um Eclipse, right? But like, um, like you know, prior to that, there was a bit. Of, we got a bit of like, we got a taster of the score, and I thought I was just curious as to whether that was. Uh, just, you know, soundeffects.com or if that was actually similar. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favourite part of the trailer, the music, for sure. Mm. That that really gripped me. Now, other than that, you know, we got, like I said, the, the glimpses of the cast, the production design looks stellar, obviously, because, you know, Denny. And, yeah, you know, cool. I mean, the story, like, seems, from what I understand, pretty straightforward. But, you know, obviously, you know, just from a service level. Can't you? I don't know. Like, what what do you know about the story, I guess? Well, taking off from what I recall of our conversations plus um, plus this trailer, it's like, you know, the, the this family, like Atreides, right? They live, on, they live on this desert planet and this planet's got really valuable spice, which can be used for basically everything and everyone wants it. And... Uh, they kind of have to defend the planet, I guess, from this invading force that Batista seems to be a part of. Um, and then and then they do that. And, yeah. And, like, Paul is seems to be on some kind of hero's journey himself. That's kind of what I gather. Yeah. Well, they, like, the enemies, they, like, give them the planet. They're originally on this other planet, and they, like, give them it for, like, they got to, um, yeah, they got to, like, Produce the spice. Mm. Uh, the uh, sandworm at the end looked kind of weird. Dude, I can't believe they spent a year on that design. I mean, like, that doesn't look like a year worth of figuring out what it looks like. Oh, shit, you're right. Yo. Because when it came up, I was like, wow, that's kind of that's kind of lame. And I forgot about that story. The thing is, like... like Damn, that's even better. It, it, it got me thinking, like, like, what could you possibly do to make it look better, though? So, I mean, like, it, it makes sense as to what it looks no, like. And I, and I think it looks fine. But, I mean, like, the fact that they spent a year perfecting that. I mean, like, what? Add a tooth on this side, rotate 48 degrees, another tooth there. Yeah, and yeah. two more wrinkles there. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 what are you going to do? I mean, like... Yeah, no, I didn't think it was bad at all. I just kind of, yeah, it didn't really... It felt like, like, the way the trailer ended, it felt like this was, like, an epic thing. I was like, okay, it's just a sandworm. Like, you could have put that anywhere else in the trailer. It's, how significant are sandworms in the story, actually? Because, I mean, like, that's that, like, I feel like it's a bit right. of a meme at the moment, like, you know... June's known for sandworms. Like, how significant actually are they? Mm, they're, they're pretty significant because, um, like, the, the Fremen are the people on Dune who produce the, uh, the spice and they kind of use sandworms to, uh, to do that. And I think sandworms are actually part of the process of, uh, like, making a spice. Like, um, it's got something to do with the yeah, I don't know exactly, but like, um, they're pretty integral. They and they also like come back in another story later. I'm pretty sure. Okay. 
I mean, we can talk about like the actual release of this film. They're sticking by December, uh, which has always been, and they're sticking by only in theaters. Um, I saw somewhere uh, uh, relating to you know the fact that Wonder Woman. They delayed Wonder Woman to the December twenty fifth. Oh, they did too. Yeah, yeah, right. So then that's the thing with that. If they are scared of overpopulating, you know, the theaters with multiple of their films, they could definitely push push it. You know, June June's a massive. You know, like how much money do they sink into that? And I mean, like you just have to look at how much money WB is potentially sunk this year with Tenet as well. So I don't think they want to lose right. more on June as well. And then Wonder Woman. Yeah. I feel like Wonder Woman would be the safer choice, though, to release because that would bring in more money, like, you know, immediately. Definitely. And, I mean, Wonder Woman, you know, that movie's been finished for a year. Like, I, that Wonder Woman's coming out first, I think, no doubt. So, you know, I, I could see them pushing June. But, uh, dude, I'm scared that they're going to they're gonna lose a shitload of money on this movie. I, I don't know. Everything about it, like... The box office can often be quite unpredictable. You know, those Lord of the Rings movies back in the day, they made a shitload of money. Everyone and their mum went and saw those movies in theatres. Um, and that's kind of surprising to me on paper. So, you know, June could kind of pull a similar thing. But then when you look at 2049 and, dude, that that was just a travesty, you know. So I feel like it can go either way. But then you look at Avatar and that put in $2 billion, so man. <laughs> Very true. Very true. If Yeah, if this film is kind of... I don't know, presented to a more mainstream audience as a huge experience, as a, you know, the next epic sort of thing. You know, I could see it pulling a, pulling a surprise Avatar Lord of the Rings sort of thing, but, yeah, I hope it does. Yeah, I, I think, like, the, the star power on this has got to bring more people in than just the amount of... yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, like, the, the, the cast is stacked, but there's, it's kind of stacked with actors we like. They're not really – I don't know. Any, is anyone in this movie a draw? Zendaya will pull a lot of names. Oh, will yeah. pull a lot of people. Potentially, yeah, that's fair. But you know what I mean? There's no, like, there's no Leo, there's no Brad Pitt kind of thing. Yeah, but Timmy Chal- Chalamet. Chalamet? Chalamet. I don't want to have this conversation again. Um, he'll, pull a few, he'll pull a few people too. You reckon? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Borat 2, according to Sasha Baron Cohen, has been shot, and it exists, and he's and it's complete and edited. Apparently, they even screened it like some producers or like like people. So That's have, right. Yeah. How weird is that? How weird is that? You've you're a fan of the first one, Jaden? Oh uh, yeah, dude. I mean, like it's epic. I mean, like it's it, it's exposing like, everything wrong with America and just making them look like dicks. Like, why would you not love it? <laughs> oh God. Sorry, American viewers, all zero of them. But yeah, do you wait? Have you seen Borat, Fitzy? Are you a fan? No, I haven't seen uh, Borat or Bruno. Neither have I. No, no. Oh, what thing? I thought you have seen Borat, haven't you? No, I've no, definitely you, seen like your clips of it. For sure. um, who's America, right? Oh, that's right. I've seen. I've seen a bit of that. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, but just you know, with an Uzbekistan. Oh, is he? Uh, Kazakhstan. I think it's wrong. It's just so bloody funny. It's. Fantastic. As you mentioned, Jaden, like how I don't even understand how he can do a sequel. Like, how do people not understand this yet? You know what I mean? Like, did he go into friggin' middle of Montana in the middle of nowhere? No one's ever heard of this movie. Yeah, that's what I can't believe. Because like, I can't believe like you know they've gone because if it's, if it's on the same scale as the first one, like I mean like you know they did like TV appearances and they went like you know pretty big things. 
the fact that, you know, if they did like similar big events, that not a single person went, hey, isn't that that dude? You know, it, it's, I mean, like. And wouldn't everyone know about this movie prior to Sasha Baron Cohen telling us? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I Maybe thought. it's a smaller scale. I don't know. Perhaps he's changed his, his, his look. Maybe it's not like. Mm. Yeah. I think you'd be surprised at how many people don't know about even like big stars sometimes. That's like, as as no, but, but for a film like Borat, they're like. That, that, you know, it's it's a it's a it criticizes mass like American massively. I feel like most people would be aware, and especially if you're in big crowds, you know, it's like what I'm saying. Like the fact that not one person in a massive crowd would be able to you know point out, hey, he's already done this to us. Right. What do you? What do you? Is he going to be himself? Or is he going to be like in makeup and costume? Well, I mean, if it's called Borat, too, I assume he's going to look like Borat. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think isn't there videos of people like just asking about. You know, like, do you know Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff in Populated? I don't know. Yeah, probably. I uh, Yeah, I, I agree I agree with the sentiment that you're going for, Fitzy, totally. I think that's probably true. But at the same time, my thing is uh, it would have to be – I could buy it if it is a much smaller scale. Like, he can't be doing TV appearances. He can't be walking around cities and shit because I guarantee you we would have heard about this movie. Like, someone's taken, taken photos, taken videos. We would have known about this movie, like, a year ago, you know. Well, I guess, I guess, will we ever see this movie is the, the bigger question. My daddy just made it for fun, so probably. Oh, was that, I, I wasn't sure if that was something you are actually asking or if you just like... Yeah, know, I was. I mean, like, rhetoric. it's weird that if it exists, like, why don't we know about it if he was going to release it? But why else make it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure it'd be released. If, 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 if it's done, there's like, and like, I, I, I doubt there'd be, they just sit on it and just put it on a shelf. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, you know, sometime in the next few months, it's like the shadow dropped on a streaming service or something. It's here, it's out. Stan. Stan, yeah. Only on Stan too, so all the Americans have to get a VPN. Now it's time for our highlight of the week, what we've been watching. Who wants to start? Um, I'll start. I'm liking the enthusiasm. I uh, I started watching uh, the boys on uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's uh, the characters are just really uh, really great and like uh, well defined, and uh, the whole thing about how they uh, you know how superheroes like celebrities and the whole like circus involved with that is a uh, really interesting so yeah very good very good i think i I think you'll really like it as it goes on because it only it only gets more wild and and more hilarious um while still very much staying true to exactly what you're exactly what we're talking about here just it's it never lets up and you only get more invested as it goes on so yeah do you want to go jan or should i uh i mean you know either or whatever you want to do do you want me to go sure um my highlight of the week was this film called Holy Murders. Um, it's this French film, and it just follows this da- this guy who's essentially an actor, but he's an actor for for real life. So like, he goes around and he puts on performances in public, but it's for like private viewers. Um, and you know, so his day to day is just going from performance to performance as as different characters, and it's 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 um it's really interesting. Um, 
it, it, it kind of lost me in, in the middle, but then Kylie Minogue rocks up near the end, and I was like, oh, I'm all for this again. <laughs> and um, and like it's it's called Holy Motors, and like like the, the like the, the the title kind of escapes you during the film because you you know as you kind of get caught up in in, in in what's going on, and it's not until the end of the film that you finally figure out why it's called that. And like that was a nice also little like you know thing for the end, and like, it, it kind of elevated the film more. And like it's like um. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if you, you, you'd, you'd get behind it, Finny, but I think Liam would appreciate it because it, it is rather artistic in in um in a bit of a you know pretentious way. Mm. Um, oh, I'll see yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was quite good. Is it Aussie? No, it's French. Oh, weird. Is it's, okay. Okay. So is Kylie Minogue like famous in France and shit? Um, her career like really went off in Europe. Um. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but uh, she she wasn't originally meant to start. She 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 was um, she she, she uh, someone else was originally written for that role, but then they dropped out, so Kylie Minogue replaced them. But like, yeah, she is pretty famous in Europe. Right, right, okay. I have, I have no idea about that. Uh, Fractures, this movie, two thousand seven, I think. It's meant to be this. I don't know this freaking crime thriller thing. It's got Ryan Gosling as a little baby. He looks so young, and you've got uh, Anthony Hopkins in there doing an American accent, sort of, which I kind of never got over. I don't think I've ever heard him do one. I'm sure he's done plenty of them before. Wait, he didn't do an American accent in Science of the Lambs, right? That was just his voice, right? Um, No, it is It is an accent. Um, oh, shit, okay. Oh, never mind yeah. then. Okay, okay. Well, it was probably just doing that voice then, I guess. And the movie's just, it's just so whatever, dude. It's, it, I think the movie, I constantly got the vibe that it thinks it's really clever and it's not at all. In terms of the plot beats and the progression of this investigation, the premise is, and this isn't a spoiler because it's literally the premise of the movie happens at the start, right? Anthony Hopkins, his wife is cheating on him and then he kills her as a result. And the whole thing is about how uh, Ryan Gosling is this lawyer who's prosecuting him and he knows, everyone knows that he did it, but like they can't prove it because he was like really smart about, he didn't use the, the, the murder weapon and shit like that, like he, you know, got around it. And it's kind of about like what? How, how can they figure it out? How can they solve this? How can they prosecute him, get him in prison and shit? And the twists and some of the the, the twists and shit and, and the plot progression as it happens, it's like, oh wow, that's a really interesting kind of moment that just occurred here. Wow, what does this mean? Who did that? Where is that thing? And all this and the way it all kind of comes together is really basic. It's kind of feels really cookie cutter and it's kind of strange. There's a specific moment in the third act where it's like Ryan Gosling has an epiphany where it's like, dude, I got it. I've got him. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, what is it? What did you figure out? And what the thing he figures out is like basic law. And I'm like, wait, you didn't know that beforehand? It, it was very peculiar to me. But uh, so, yeah, it's pretty average. I liked Anthony Hopkins' performance. You know, he's doing his quirky thing. as like this, uh, this sociopath. Um, he's pretty quirky in the movie, so I like that. So yeah, Fracture. Don't really recommend it. Now it's time for our question of the show. Last week we asked what your favourite movie dog is. Lockie says, my name is Doug. Oh, and he's like quoting the movie at this point. My name is Doug. I've just met you and I love you. And Doug, this is the dog from Up for anyone who didn't know. Doug is definitely up there. That was an unintentional sort of pun. But I also love Scooby-Doo. Oh, banger. Yeah, I completely forgot about him. I know. He, you can't, he's kind of easy to overlook. 
just because he seems so obvious. I, guess. I mean, he's, he's, he's more of a TV character. I guess he's the same movie. Like, yeah, no, like, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. I've never been a huge Scooby-Doo person. You've, you've never been? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Shit childhood, then. Still has a more satisfying, you know, twist ending than Fracture. Yeah. I mean, nothing will beat the original Scooby-Doo series. I mean, like, if you can't get behind those, then I don't know what's wrong with you. I just don't think I've ever really seen any of it, to be honest. I've definitely seen some of the modern movies, and I've definitely seen, like, they've rebooted it like a shitload, right, on TV. Yeah. I've probably seen some rebooted version of it at some point. Wait, so you're choosing Scooby-Doo, but you don't like Scooby-Doo? Oh, no, sorry. I was just going off on your comment saying I don't like Scooby-Doo that much. Yeah, yeah. But no, but my actual answer, sorry, <laughs> is, I mean, I'll shout out, like, you know, the dog from I Am Legend. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty dope. What is that? Is it Alice? No, I can't remember his name, but he's he's a champ. I thought it was a she. Is it a she? She's a champ. I th- Oh, shit, I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I, for some reason, Alice came to mind she, I think, but I don't know. Can't remember. I'll shout out Oddball for Waterball, of course. And I'll shout out Hachi just for that movie, really, honestly. like the, Hachi is the main driving force of that movie called Hachi. Dude, that dog is something. That movie is freaking awful. I hate that movie, but I love it. You know, it's just, it's too devastating, but it's really good. But I hate it. Um, what are your favorite dogs? I like the dog from Snatch. Um, Ooh. I think they call it Daisy. Um, yeah, it's just great. It's 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 so funny. I mean, it, 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 the the way they work into the story is brilliant because like it's it's more than just you know attached to the character. It's actually like a part of the story. Um, yeah, I mean, like and like like the shit that happened with the dog is so funny. I mean, like yeah, the the dog from Snatch is my answer. The dog from Amoris Peros, I think it's how you pronounce it, is uh, he's not the best dog. He's not the goodest dog in the world, but he's a good, he's a good dog. He's a good, well, good character, good dog character. And uh, any of the dogs from Isle of Dogs is uh, a good dog. I so, know. Maybe Rex, Edward Norton's dog. The voice acting in that was really great. But are they good boys? Um, most of them. Okay. One okay. may or may not be a good boy, but you'll have to watch the movie to see how that character arc develops. Very good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Cinema Effect this week. Appreciate your time. What are we watching next week? We are doing Sharknado, uh, a movie that is on Stan. Uh, very critically uh, acclaimed amongst yes. the critics, so I'm excited. I'm excited too. I don't know what to expect at all. Wait, have you guys not seen it before? No. No. Oh. You've yeah. seen it before? That's, that's shocking. Dude, I've seen four of them. Whoa, holy shit. Yo. Nice. Oh, God. Okay, well, well, yeah, thank God we're not doing this as a franchise then. Yeah. <laughs> what can we expect, Jane? Is it going to be fun? It's 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 a ride and a half. I mean, like, okay, I mean, like, okay. Look, the, the thing is, like, with movies like this, yeah, they're bad, but they're designed to be bad. You know, it's it's very intentional. So, I mean, you just got to let it. 
you know, wrap you up in its horridness and just ride along, you know? <laughs> wrap you up in its horridness, yeah. All right, well, I'll let it do that. But that's next week. For this week, cheers, guys, for talking. Thanks. See, I, I always think you're talking to the audience there, and then I realise you're talking uh... to Right. See, right. I, well, I, I actually said cheers as well, and you said cheers that time. I was like, oh, shit, I can't say cheers. <laughs> mm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Damn. Well, see, the thing is, I get that, Fidgy, but I, I say thank you to the audience as the first bit of the outro. Then then I ask you about the movie, and then the neck, and then I thank you. You know what I mean? So the audience has been thanked. Gee, you have this down. Yeah, you would have thought so. But it's all good. This is the cinema effect charm that everyone loves, right? Amazing, amazing. All right, anyway, we'll see you all next week. Take care and goodbye.